Nick and Ramon. Ramon and Nick. Gobbled Podcast. New 52. What's going on, folks? Welcome to the Garbled Podcast. Uh, and we're going to do something that's a little different. Um, so I got together with some friends, um, and we went and watched Endgame together. Now, what makes this... Wait, say again? How many... This is the fourth time I've seen it. Yeah, this is my, my fourth watch. Uh, it's the second weekend that it's been open. It's already... Uh, well on its way to two billion dollars, just in the uh, in the world that's worldwide, um, and the U.S. market is almost at uh, seven hundred million or something like that, right? Um, what makes this group different from the last time is that everybody at this table, and not saying anything against uh, you know the last one, but everybody at this table has been reading comic books damn near their entire life, right? Like, Los, uh, and I'm going to pass it around and let y'all introduce yourselves in a second, but uh, Los, how long have you been reading comics? Uh, since I can actually read. It's one of the first things I learned to read after reading. My mother got me uh, comic books. Started with, like, uh, those little cheapy Ghostbuster comics and then progressed into uh, X-Men when I got to, like, uh, grade school, when I got to, like, fifth grade and stuff. So, yeah, it's like I'm looking at 20-some-odd uh, years. Probably more than that. How about you? Uh, I started reading comics when I was about like four or five. My dad got me a Harley Quinn comic as my first one, and I started with DC, and then I evolved to Marvel. Eventually, you know, spread it around. But it was, yeah, family. How about you, Gio? Uh, Honestly, for the longest time, I don't necessarily remember when I picked up my first comic book, but it definitely was an X Men one. Um, Wolverine Enter My Life. and ever since then, I just, I just been. Re- I, I slowly read them because reading's not really my forte. I get bored after a while if, the, if it doesn't keep my attention. So I slowly read comic books, and uh, this day, to this day, I still read it from time to time. Okay, and then to my uh, left over here, how long? Uh, oh, I'm Victor. Nice to meet you guys. Uh, well, no, I'm gonna let everybody introduce themselves oh, in a second. Gotcha. Oh, at least, um, man, yeah, I started early. I only started only because of the art. Uh, it's what got me into the comic books, and I realized the stories are actually pretty good. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was uh, man, that was definitely over twenty years ago. Easily, easily, yeah. Cheese. Yeah, so uh, I've been uh, reading comic books. Uh, one of the first comic books that I picked up was the, the Thor, the Origin. Um, ever since uh, that, and I just haven't been able to stop. You know, so whatever I get my hands on, you know, still go to the comic book stores. But now that there's comics online, makes reading a lot more easier. So there shouldn't be no excuse for not to read a comic book when there's so much access to them now than when we first started right. reading comics. And so, I, so one, two, three, four, five, six. So there's 60 years. No, wait, no, more than that. Like 120 years. 120 years combined uh, effort. So I think that's what makes this one just a little bit different from the last one that we did on Endgame. So uh, let me pass this John around and let everybody introduce themselves. In case you didn't know, I'm Ramon. I've been hosting this thing for two years now, so you should know my voice. Uh, I am Los. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller to the Garbo Podcast. I've been here since the beginning. Listen to a, a lot of the Lost episodes. So I've been here from the very beginning. My name is Kaylin. Oh, eat it. All right. <laughs> so my name is Kaylin, and 
I've been actually I've worked with you before on like couple stories we talked about ingress. Yeah. So yeah, we've we've been friends for quite a while now and mostly just here to enjoy the conversation and it's nice to be the only girl here too. Yo. Oh, Gio, yeah, oh, we can't yeah. forget my husband. Eat a penis, dude. Eat a penis. Uh, <laughs> uh, what up? Uh, name's Gio here. Also go by Puchisaru. Um, I'm just a random person of the of the table. <laughs> I'm the random person at the table. Just say random shit randomly. <laughs> Actually, Twitter handle is uh, Kid Pucci, Just so y'all know if y'all want to follow me. But uh, yeah, like I said, just a random person. Just say random shit, and I love saying penis because I love it. Uh, don't forget to follow him on Facebook. <laughs> uh, well, my, you know, uh, my name's Cheese, uh, pretty uh, much. Say, say That's, nickname. That's my nickname. Well, nickname my name is... is I, I don't even... Cheese? Cheeseburger, you fine. Chess? Chess? Anyway. Uh, cheeseburger. Well, cheeseburger, I guess, you know, for those old. I go by too many names. To, uh, we are many. <laughs> many are we. We are they. They are us. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Is that Castle Magnifico cheeseburger? You know the Red Movement, the House of Cheddar. I like that. I like that. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, and I'm just here to you know add along, and we've been friends for uh, quite quite some time. Yeah, everybody. I know that people do care. People care about friendship, and uh, yeah, and then um, yeah, that's what we're here for. We're here to uh, support this channel, and uh, I haven't listened, nor I haven't subscribed, but I will. But I will. <laughs> I haven't listened, but I will subscribe. But I'm here to support. But I'm here to support. It's what he's. It's what he's. Uh, I'm Victor. Uh, this is the voice you're hearing. Uh, nothing. Sorry. No. No fancy taglines or nothing like that. Just plain old Victor. Um, yeah. Good friends. We've been knowing each other for a very long time. Uh, definitely here to have some fun and uh, get some good conversation going and just add where I can. Right. But uh, yeah. All right. So, what do we think? Like, uh, so I, I kind of had to like get the mic going as soon as I got here because everybody's like ready to explode. We, what we did was we made a, a deal with each other. Um, we, we, not all of us were going to be able to see Endgame immediately when it came out. So we all took like a two week pause and decided that we were not going to talk about it. So this is actually our like first conversation. So, sorry about that, folks. So we're just going to, like, intermittently, we're just going to pause every now and then because we're, we are at a diner and we're, we're, we're eating right after Endgame. So who wants to start us off? Because I know uh, everybody's got theories and ideas. Oh, before I got interrupted, I don't know what the question was. So, it, Well, yeah, how do you... How do, yeah, like so. I'm gonna ask uh, overall, like, how does everybody feel about the movie? And uh, and I'll just pass it around. Go ahead. Uh, this is Victor. I'll start off real quick. Together. Yeah, I'll start. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I did. I forgot about that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate. It. I appreciate. It. We don't even know you. We don't even know you. I will. I will try to keep it as short and sweet as possible. It was the most. Ama- there is. There is no. Sustain. It was the most amazing way I think to end. Uh, I mean, just it's eleven years, man. Twenty-two films. That's it was a hell of a way to put it all together. The amount of callbacks. I mean, I loved it. Masterpiece, masterpiece. I, I thought it was well done. And uh, if the Academy doesn't <laughs> recognize this shit, I don't know what the hell they're gonna recognize from here on out. Yeah, you're lying. All right, all right. 
right, all right. So, uh, Senor Queso, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not this man. I'm not this man. This man will automatically put slobber all over the mic. Well, either or, I want you to understand that this has been history. This has been years of anticipation. This has been years of us wanting to know how it ends. Am I completely satisfied? I'm gonna give it a 89%. I found some things. I found some things that I would like to discuss about later. But then again, overall, this whole journey has been truly satisfying. It truly has. That's what I'm gonna leave it at. So, so in my opinion, Avengers Endgame is perfect. It's the perfect conclusion to an 11-year buildup for what I thought was a very successful saga. Um, there was definitely some hiccups along the way. Um, we'll probably get into that as we go along. But for right now, it stands at a damn near very high and strong 9.5. For me, we our first movie together was Iron Man 2. I saw... Yeah, super gay, super gay, super gay, very gay. At least I started off with two and not three. Because um, <laughs> Iron Man three sucked. But um, so me and Poochie have been watching this all together for the last few years, up starting from Iron Man two. And I have to say, like the buildup, we rewatched all these movies prior to Endgame. So we watched one a night. Started at April 6th. I did not successfully stay awake for all of them because not all of them. But, you know, we pushed That's through. Not all of them were worth staying up for. This oh, is very oh, true. Oh, this oh, is oh, true. Iron Man 3 is still in there. Yeah, <laughs> Iron Man 3 is in there. Like, you can't throw it. But when it comes to, like, when we, when we watched, rewatched all these movies, we can appreciate Endgame and see all the callbacks, see, like, the little moments that build up to this and, like, for me, like, watching Endgame, I was definitely in tears. Like, I was laughing. I I went through every single emotion you should when you're watching something. You put your time and love into it. And I feel like the Russo Butters did such a good job in making sure that the fans would love it just as much as they do. Uh, yeah. Um, basically, uh, on point where everyone's saying, it was a, uh, it was a very good ending uh, to the journey that they started with um, many, many years ago with uh, Iron Man, with... Uh, Norton's Hawk or whatnot, you know what I mean? Just, just always seeing uh, 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 where things were going and where it was leading to, and and and, and the setup was fantastic. Um, but uh, as as someone who uh, uh, grew up as uh, one of the first uh, large crossover books I ever read was the Infinity Gauntlet series. Those uh, those issues, and and as a kid, thinking to myself, man, this would make a great movie, but realizing. You couldn't just do a 90-minute film on the Infinity Gauntlet and it would make any sense to anyone who hadn't read these issues beforehand. So for them to take the time to do this 11-year journey and spread it out through all these films, uh, it, 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 it's good for what it is. And, and I will agree uh, with Cheeseburger. I'll give it like a good uh, 85 uh, to 89%. There are some, you, you don't want a shot-for-shot shot scene, but there are certain scenes in the Infinity Gauntlet series and the other things that I, I wanted that I didn't get uh, but what I did get, I was satisfied with. So uh, I'm mean, going to say it hit nice marks, 
But um, all on the board, I mean, I have just small, minor things that the nerd in me won't let go. The geek in me, the purist, won't let go. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because, like, I was talking to Nick last night because we were talking about it. Uh, um, and, and one of the things he pointed out to me was that he feels like Infinity War was the better movie. But Endgame was more satisfying. And I don't know if that's because of the tone. Because, you know, Infinity War kind of leaves you with that. It, it just, it, like, destroyed at the end, right? That's what, makes it, uh, that's what makes it a better film, is that you left the theater just as broken as all the Avengers in Infinity War. And in here, uh, in, at the end of Endgame, uh, you get the closure. And that closure, it doesn't make it a better movie. It just makes it more satisfying to you mentally. But Infinity War itself was the better film overall uh, um, because even though there was a lot going on it just made sense and the ending was just so good because it didn't give you that happy-go-lucky Disney ending it gave you just the snap and then that was it then the heroes our heroes that have been winning every film lost and that's that's what that's what makes the Infinity War so good Gio you wanted to jump in right yeah I wanted to jump in but I wanted to do like a little side note because after Endgame released uh, there, I saw a couple articles that kind of uh, it didn't. I'm not gonna say piss me off, but it definitely like it's like why is this even a thing? So apparently, with the uh, we all know the the scene where Cap's holding uh, a fucking circle. I can't get the words out right now, but you know they're all in a circle, and one of the Russo brothers is talking about how he met a guy, blah 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 blah. Right. And immediately after Endgame, I'll say like the next day or whatever. There you go, the recovery group. So the next day or whatever, there was an, I was on Twitter, and there was an article saying that the LGBT community wasn't represented enough in uh, Avengers Endgame. And me being a part of the LGBT community, me, uh, identifying as bisexual, we didn't really need to be represented in this movie. I mean, we got it. We got that far, and I appreciate it. But it didn't need to be in every single scene. didn't need to be throughout the entire movie. But it was mentioned in the... Um it was mentioned though, like in the group. He did. He was talking about on a date with a guy. He wasn't yeah. just wasn't just like it was showing that it wasn't only like just all straight, happy go lucky. And I mean, what you, what ticked me off was right after Endgame. I saw like some people were also complaining that like the Marvel's very famous for some of their beautiful like scenes in the comics where they have all the characters lined up. Like in Civil War, when you see them like opposing each other. There's just very good scenes, and, like, they laid out, and people were, like, kind of mad that they had that one scene where all the women are like, oh, we're going to we're gonna defend, like, Captain Marvel. We're, we'll make sure she keeps it going. And then they're, they're like, oh, that's so cheesy. All the girls are standing there. And it's like, but for me, like, as a woman, I was like, I like seeing that. I was like, I like to see the defense. And it was almost like a middle finger to all those people who were like, oh, look at Captain Marvel. She's going to be the savior. And then you have all these women like, fuck you, we've been here. Actually, yeah, I wanted to chime in, uh, in a, on a side note for that. I, I got to say, shout out to Disney. They have started doing it, and it started actually with Dumbo, uh, where Dumbo has a scene where they're showing you what the future will look like, and it was a man in a uh, like a maid's outfit serving the coffee and making breakfast for his wife who was the on the business woman going like 
doing a great job. The scene where you have Captain America listening to Russo's character explain how he was on a date with a man, and you don't see a flinch in him. It is completely normal. Shout out to Disney for that. And then the all-girls scene, I have two daughters. Amazing scene where I see my daughter watch that, and I ask her afterwards, and she says it was amazing, and she wants to be a part of something like that. That is what you want. Shout out to Disney. Side note, that was epic. Those three things right there is showing the progress that we're making, uh, not just in the not just in the world, but in the movie business, was amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, that scene, the the girl power scene. I I took my stepdaughters to see the film, and their eyes lit up when they just saw all the female heroes. So, uh, is it like pandering? Is it a cheesy thing? Yeah, but it's necessary because it's for the children. It's not for you. You're grown twenty something, thirty or something. You don't need that validation. It's the little girls that are in the audience that all these superhero movies have been from the beginning have all been geared to boy toys and whatnot. And now you have a bunch of line of girls that are now watching these films that don't need Disney princesses being saved by princes. They have super badass generals that can lead the fight and, you know, super power, whatever the hell it is. So it's a scene that I appreciate uh, as a father and uh, I have no complaints. It didn't seem like it was a bad thing at all. Well, you know what it is? Because I, 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 I know what you're talking about, Gio. I, I saw those articles um, and I saw I also saw something where like people were complaining that Okoye, who was uh, the general from Wakanda, that she wasn't in the movie enough. And my thing to that was, like, it's not her story. It's it, it's not, not and I'm not shitting on, on Wakanda or Okoye. It's just, like, she was a part of the story. She was part of the council that yeah. Natasha had. The council of events. The, yeah, so she was there, but it wasn't her story. And... and and she's got a lead in Wakanda, right? T'Challa is gone. Shiri is gone. We don't know if, like, the Queen Mother isn't there. But you need a strong general in Wakanda. And their job is to protect Wakanda. So the movie is not in Wakanda. So what does she need to be in there other than, you know, the things that she's in there for? And, and also, real quick, side note. If I'm not mistaken, isn't that that all-female scene, wasn't that... Uh, uh, like a callback to a comic book? Wasn't there like an A-something yes. team? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. There was a lot of callbacks to comics. Beautiful callbacks, but that was an amazing callback. I mean, Infinity War Infinity War had an amazing callback when Drax and um, oh, she, Mantis. Yeah, Mantis both got changed uh, into blocks and into strings, and that was straight out of the comic book. I mean, they, that's amazing. They're not doing anything uh, over the top here. They're literally just paying homage to what we grew up reading. You know what I mean? Well, and, and there's see one of the things. So when I saw that scene, I was like, "Oh, I know people are going to be up in fucking arms about this shit." I saw it, and I was like, "Yeah," and I loved it because I knew it was going to piss off all those guys that were like, "Captain Marvel's not even that powerful." And it was like, "Did you see that scene where he fucking headbutts her and she just doesn't she's like, flinch?" No, she's like, "Yeah," he's like. She looks at him like, I'm not Captain America, bitch. I'm going to fight you back. Like, fuck is you talking about? All right, I can swing way harder than Cap. Well, he he couldn't take her until he used the Power Stone. Yeah, like, he, there was... He had to separate the Power Stone to punch her. So, and eventually, toe-to-toe, Thanos can't take Captain Marvel. No. At all. He had to disengage one stone just to, to even sneak attack her in my book. He's like, oh, let me just disengage this, punch her, put it back, and then I'll be all powerful again. Right, but he had the might of the Infinity Gauntlet going at her and still struggling. You ain't shit, Thanos. Well, I mean, like, the, there are moments where I feel like, okay, sometimes, yeah, they are pandering. Like, you know, they, they're definitely pandering. But we're, 
I think we're moving in the right direction. We're not there yet, though. You know, and I, the, the moment where we can have like an all female movie. Excuse me. Let me rephrase that. An all woman movie and not call attention to the fact that it's an all woman movie. Or like the the moment that we can have like a gay character or a bisexual or trans character, and he's just right. Like we don't have to we don't have to mention that he's trans or or gay or whatever. Then we're there, but we're not quite there. But, but I, no, I feel like that was a good nod. You know what I mean? Like, and it, we we are taking the steps. Are we there yet? No, but we're we're moving. We're getting there. All right, we're we're not completely there, but. These little things that we see in the movies and the representation that we do have currently is definitely steps in the right direction. It's definitely steps to the to the better goal that we want. And actually, I think that's all I have to say for that. Anybody else? I mean, I like uh, little pandering. There's nothing wrong with pandering. It's that's that's the point. That's uh, that's the kind of the the point is to just make people happy so you have to pander that they're selling us a product we have to go watch it so what's the problem with pandering that's the thing that's the goal you know what i mean you got to sell tickets you got to sell action figures you got to sell you know whatever the hell it is you got to sell to people who want it so you have to do a little pandering honestly we've been so used to pandering to white males for the longest time that we need to not like i think that's the problem we're so used to like Oh, we're seeing. We're used to seeing a, the the white savior come and, and protect everyone. The white it's, male savior. The white male savior. <laughs> but we just we don't need it anymore. It's it, and I gotta say, Disney's come a long way from all their racist music did we, and their. Did we, did we ever actually need it? No, never. No. It's just nice to like see like a step away and a step in the right direction, and for and okay, when I saw that all female scene, I was hype. I was like. Finally, it's something that, you know, you can relate to. And they all came from different walks, different backgrounds. Like, and I can, I don't, I don't know why people were mad that Okoye, I feel like Okoye got the respect she deserved in this movie. And that I felt like this was more of a focus on the OGs, like the first like group and the, the tra- yeah. And the transitioning away from that. Yeah. What's amazing about that is the only person in that entire scene Okoye is the only one that's human. That that, that has no power. No power. No power. Yeah, but she right, but she So technically Wasp is human, but she has a suit. But Actually I was about to actually I was about to do a shout out to Pepper Potts because the rescue suit is by far one of the greatest things ever. And for her for her only having like on on screen, I believe she's only used the suit. And Iron Man three, let's we'll get to that later. <laughs> so she only had on screen time in the suit in that movie, and for her to just easily pick it up as as Captain America did with fucking Thor's hammer, uh, to for her to pick up the suit easily with no training whatsoever, I love it. All right, rescue suit was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so, um. That, this was something that somebody else mentioned um, last time we talked about Endgame was how Marvel kind of got us to watch. So 22 movies altogether, right? Endgame is 22 movies. Marvel got us to watch 14 okay movies to get to the 22, you know. Because, I mean, like, what were the, the worst ranked movies were Thor The Dark World was the worst. In terms of, I'm, I'm just talking pure sales right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. In terms of sales. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Uh, Iron Man 3, like, let's snap that. Like, let's snap that out of reality. We cannot remove it because it's just like the sacrifice from the soul. Stone. It doesn't come back. It doesn't. No, we can't unsnap it. No. It is what it is. It's part of this reality, and we need to accept that Iron Man 3 does exist. <laughs> well, well. Also, we we can hopefully have faith that the future will bring the one gem that comes out of that <laughs> will be Iron Lad. Hopefully. <laughs> oh yeah. How about that? Did you did y'all peep the little boy at the, yeah, so yeah. the kid the the boy who is Iron Man three he was at the funeral. Yeah, and he's like a teenager now. So we might get the Iron Lad. Is that is that? Yeah, that's him. Uh, uh, the so. Uh, the kicker with with Ireland, here comes a little, here comes a little comic nerd knowledge for you. Here comes a little, here goes a little. So, uh, uh, Iron Lad in himself, right, is is probably the uh, best gem that may come out of Endgame here. So, with the whole uh, time travel uh, thing here, and, and and you know, with the next movie, Spider Man: uh, Far From Home, being the end of Phase Three, uh, Phase Four can now open up a whole new door with Kang the Conqueror. Because Iron Lad in the comic books and Young Avengers is actually a younger version of Kang. And he just came back with this future tech suit and became Iron Lad. So if we get Iron Lad, it would just be foreshadowing that Kang the Conqueror is here. And we already know that it doesn't matter what you do in time travel, you're not changing the past. So we have the full army of all the Kangs coming in to just wreck face now that we've opened up time travel into the MCU. And that's just so fantastic to me, have that nerd moment of Kang the Conqueror. So I got a question for y'all. Um, I've, so I've seen this four times, and I've gotten to see the uh, like every 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 now and then I'll turn. Did you see it already? Four times, four times. I, I got to see it as a press release a couple days early. I saw it opening night. I went again that Saturday to see it with my son, and then today. Uh, oh wait, no. I saw it twice with my son, so this might be. <laughs> Yeah, by the end of this interview, it'll be six, seven, six or seven times. No, all right. So, so what I'm saying is, there's been a couple of times where I'll turn and look at people's reaction to certain scenes because I'm curious. And one of the things that like keeps popping up that scene where Nebula shoots herself. All right. So, I don't know if technical suicide. Well, well, well. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't know if it and, and the fact that they mention all those time travel movies, Hot Tub Time Machine, Back to the Future, and all that shit, because we we <laughs> die hard. <laughs> so I don't know if it's because people have have that shit ingrained in their mind, but I've literally heard people like three times go, "Well, wait, if she shot herself, shouldn't she disappear?" So was it was it confusing to anyone? Okay, so. Um, uh, Time travel has been a, a, a big discussion uh, uh, between us for a while. I, I, I'm I'm one of suggested the, the the time travel episode uh, uh, for the podcast because the people here have not heard that episode, but I hear it. I appreciate that episode. <laughs> that was that was my idea. So uh, we've gone through many theories of uh, uh, of time traveling on there, and uh, I appreciate uh, um, the the way that they did it in the film because it's the way that I believe time travel would work where there's nothing you can do to change the past. You would just create an alternate uh, future, an alternate reality, an alternate timeline, and that's the exact same thing you did. So the the nebula that, that was killed 
does not end her because her timeline is already existent. You can't you can't go back and change it. You just made it so that in that uh, version of it, which is the 2014 version, which is that version of the Guardians of the Galaxy, there is no Nebula, there is no Gamora, there is no Thanos. That entire timeline is rocked completely different. And all these chain of events, the Guardians of the Galaxy do not form. Groot does not sacrifice himself. Drax does never gets his revenge on anyone. Uh, Ronan the Accuser is still alive. Just It's a completely different alternate timeline that may have its own repercussions. So, uh, yeah, when people are confused, like, I don't know why you're not confused. They literally said it in, um, in there. They must have said it like they, three they or four times. They beat it over your head, though. Because like, it's like, like three or four like times. Like Hulk explains it, and then he gets it into it again with the ancient one. And Iron Man says it. Like, these people, like, they're, they're literally telling you that it does not change the past because nothing you could do change the past. It creates an alternate future. You create a different timeline. It is not that hard to understand that. Now, yeah, for all you got people that are DBC fans, I'm not a DBC fan. I can't say I am, but Dragon yeah, Dragon Ball Z. I'm not that big, but I do know. I believe that that's where this concept of time travel originated from, and they do use it. Well, I know, I know DBC uses it. I know DBC uses this exact time travel. So you can find it there probably more in depth. But no, they did a great job. Um, it shouldn't affect it. didn't affect it. It's the same way I think uh, Captain America was able to do what he did and use one of Prim's uh, or um, one of the uh, Prim particles. Yeah, use one of the Prim particles to come back towards that time after already living his entire life. So he didn't interfere with his timeline either. It stayed the same. They did a great job with the time travel. Uh, it wasn't your uh, typical Back to the Future type crap, but it was amazing. Well, here's the thing. Like, um, I've said this before. Like, the, what we understand of quantum mechanics kind of points to the... the and what I liked about it was that it opens up the multiverse. Yeah. Yes, it does. It opens up the multiverse, which is, like, if you've ever read a What If comic... Which, which we're getting. We're getting a What If cartoon series. I cannot freaking... Wait, I'm losing my goddamn mind just thinking about like what if. I love those comics. Like those, those were some of my favorite comics. They did amazing crossovers with those too. Like I remember, like like you were seeing like DC and Marvel come together for some of those what ifs, and you're like, what the fuck is this? There are a few uh, DC Marvel crossovers. They're they're tiny few, but they're they're fantastic. They were great. well, I was actually going to bring up, but I didn't want to jump off the subject. I was going to bring it. So I wanted to bring, I wanted to bring a, question, a question. So I caught this both, both runs. I've only watched it twice. I'm sorry. I'm a novice, apparently. <laughs> uh, noob. Um, so I caught this twice in both times. And uh, since we know Disney got the Marvel deal to go down and we're going to end up getting all our Fox characters back. Um, a question was, how do they bring the mutants into this, into this MCU, right? And even though we have one. We'd never have as many as we had that we will have uh, a way to get to now. I feel like they might have gave us what they're going to use to maybe sell us on what happened. And they, at the very beginning of the movie, they're talking about the cosmic radiation that took place when he snapped his fingers. And then he said it happened again two days later. I think they're going to use, this is a theory, I don't know. Yeah, we we have four snaps, right. So I'm assuming this might be the lead-in that they're going to use. I don't know what you guys. That's, that's fucking good. I like that. That's what I think is going to happen. That's that's that was that's where I'm thinking. That's where they're going to use. Hey, this is where they originated from, and then you can tie it in very nicely with a bow. And it's like, oh, where are you before? You were nowhere before the snap. Now you're here. All right, all right. So prime example of of what you're talking about was 
in the Flash, uh, the Flash series. That you know when the reactor went off, similar to the snap, everybody became a metahuman or those or whatnot. So I'm thinking that's already been concreted, which you can't say it hasn't because we have already experienced that. Because we exactly. So imagine four snaps back to back within a what five year period. Yeah. Um, going with that same, going with the same, you know, theory like in the Flash movie, then it's already concreted. There's no way we can't have an argument of believing it since we have already seen it in the flash. That's my Listen. Uh, listen, this is what's gonna happen. I got scrambled. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'll pause. Yeah, so uh, we were talking about possibility of um, and again we're gonna apologize because we gotta do these intermittent pauses. Every now and then, because we're eating. Um, but uh, so you were talking about the possibility of bringing the X Men in, and Earth became the epicenter for how many snaps was it? We counted out three on Earth, one in the garden planet, and, and three on Earth. So you could you could say that that radiation that came or that cosmic energy is what caused the mutants. I like that. I didn't even think about that. You said pooch. So, listen, this is how the mutants are going to come into the MCU, all right? They're going to clean up the rubble in, in, in New York City, right? They're going to go to Long Island. They're going to look at the fucking school like, oh, why is this untouched? I'm like, oh, there was a bubble right here from uh, Jean Grey because she's fucking retarded. <laughs> and the what? Phoenix. <laughs> Sorry. She's she's weird. And, you know, she. <laughs> Professor X. Professor X saw this coming, like, you know, three years ago. So he's like, you might want to put a bubble here, protect ourselves. And then when we're, when we're ready and everything's done and Thanos is dead, we'll come out. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. What about Asgard? New Asgard. So now we have, we have, it, new Asgard is on Earth, but that opens up to Siege. For those of you who have read, I know you've read it. Thoughts? Uh, it's it, it's it's very interesting, right? Because uh, um, when 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 Thor brings um, the Asgardians to Earth, it it uh, it caused some it caused some political problems, right? Cause it was it was just after Civil War, um, and Iron Man was tasked to uh, tell Thor that people are uncomfortable, that they are gone there, and Thor basically told him uh, he didn't appreciate uh, during that comic book time that they used the clone without his permission. Yep. To kill a uh, few of his friends, and um, if the government has a problem with it, they can come see him because uh, his hammer's got answers. And basically, um, yeah, no, we don't we don't want problems with uh, uh, <laughs> with Asgard. Is uh, uh, essentially in 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 the MCU in in Age of the Shield. If anyone's ever watched it, um, there has been other Asgardians who've come to Earth, and uh, Asgardian. Well, not even that. There's a, like a, a, a regular brick mason, right? Because not everyone in Asgard is a warrior. There was a, a, a guy who was just a brick mason. He just was a guy who built castles in Asgard, and he ended up coming to Earth uh, like a thousand years ago or whatever the hell it is. And it ends up being that Asgardian physiology makes them uh, much more superior to humans. They, he doesn't take any regular damage. He can beat the crap out of any human warrior. So if you go in there looking for trouble, the freaking mailman in Asgard is enough <laughs> to take on an army. Like, it's just like, he's just there just want to deliver his mail. Let's clarify something, because this is something that was bothering me. The Asgardians are not gods. 
They are aliens. They are aliens. They are They are alien. The is different to ours. Yes. And it, it drives me. It, 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 they masqueraded as our gods, or we made them our gods. The humans on Earth made them gods because that's how they viewed them. The, uh, the Asgardians were viewed as gods because of their because of their abilities and because of their matrix. If, if I'm saying that correctly, yeah. so that's why uh, because humans can't believe in aliens or anything like that. They have to believe in a higher power. I feel like they need to fix that real quick when it comes to like. I mean, there's a shitload of aliens in the. Well, I mean, it, it basically opens up the fact that um, uh, all the mythological uh, gods or beings that we have, or any story, are not gods. They are just different aliens. So the Asgardians, we already know, uh, were. Just that, Asgardians, so the Olympians could have been something else, the Egyptians could have been another uh, um, alien race, so it just, we understand them. Or mutants, or or, or, or mutants, uh, you know what I mean, like, um, oh, the, the precursor to uh, uh, um, that uh, Victor was telling me in, in the movie, which I didn't peep, when... Um, uh, uh, a was saying uh, when they were talking about some earthquake under uh, the water, and it's like, well, how do we handle that? It was like we just leave it alone because it's under the water. And he was saying that could have been a precursor to Namor doing something under the water. So Atlanteans are are, are natives to Earth as well, so they could have just been there. We already know that Inhumans are on Earth from um, Kree uh, doing some genetic stuff to uh, humans. So would they have. Inhumans on Earth, even though that show was complete and utter garbage, and I'm probably the only one here that sit there and watch eight episodes of trash. It was trash. It was it was utter trash. I only got through that first two episodes because you made me watch that. You I, piece of shit. I told you. I, I told you we we're gonna sit there. And watch so as for as when it comes to and the Inhumans, the only Inhumans I count in the MCU are and the Inhumans that pop up in Agents of Shield because they were perfectly well done. And Daisy, aka Quake, is a goddess. But I have a question for everyone here at the table. We all know the Netflix shows got canceled. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. No cameo. Now. (laughs) (laughs) So. Oh, so side note. Yeah, side note. Side note, there was a cameo. Um. I was actually in the middle of the movie. I stopped and talk, took the loose, and I said, "Isn't that Jarvis from the show?" It is, it is Jarvis yeah, from is Agent Jarvis Carter. Show, that yeah. is exact. So he is the first. He is the first cameo. He is the first cameo from TV. Oh, and Colson. I'm sorry, and Colson. So he would be. Well, he was. He was in. Mem- no, no, no. But he was in a movie and show. Movie and show. So Jarvis would be the the first besides Colson to be movie show. So I thought that was pretty good. And Agent Carter too. Agent well, Carter. Um, Nick uh, Nick Fury has appeared in like three episodes of Agent of Shield. Yeah. He's had well, I mean, being the director of the goddamn department, the, the, the goddamn, uh, shouldn't he show up at some point? Just send newsletters. All right. So, so back to my question here. Out of the five, sh- out of five Netflix shows that got canceled, if they weren't canceled and anything like that, which one do you think would have got snapped? My theory is. Jay Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. Yeah, they would have gotten snapped. No, wait, sorry. Sorry, I said that wrong. Punisher would have got snapped, not Luke Cage, Punisher. So, no, I'm going to have to stop you right there. I don't think Jessica Jones would have got snapped. I think her best friend would have got snapped, and that would have threw her into a drinking frenzy. 
Honestly. Like she needed another drink. <laughs> like she needed another one. <laughs> another excuse to drink. But I think Punisher would have got snapped just because, like, to be honest with you, all the people that were really good with guns didn't aren't really doing much in this. Like, until near the end where they're like, oh, we're, we can shoot the easy aliens. We're not going to shoot Thanos, though. Like, let's be honest. Uh, that, that's a, that's a really good question. So, um, probably uh, uh, to go story wise, they probably all would have gotten snapped so that the next season would have been five years later. For so you don't have to have seasons in between the five years or have some bullcrap uh, 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 malarkey excuse of just a montage of what they were doing for five years. You just would have had them all going in, and then it would have made a better story to have like Luke Cage come back five years later and Harlem is just destroyed because there's no protector of Harlem. Uh, uh, Iron Fist comes back and his girlfriend's with somebody else. You know what I mean? Now he's all he's all broken up. You know what I mean? Uh, or 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 we keep we keep Punisher the way it is because his just is him shooting a bunch of drug dealers and he just would have been there like what's happening. So Punisher probably be the only one who would have survived the snap only because he would probably would have been doing the exact same thing that uh, Hawkeye was doing, just gunning down bad guys who survived the snap. Ronan, who, mind you, that's another thing that bothered me in this movie, was not once, not once did anyone refer to Hawkeye as Ronan. Ronan. He's in Japan. He's in (laughs) Japan. The perfect time to call him Ronan was when one of those uh, 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 Yakuza people just say, oh, no, it's Ronan in here. But no one calls him Ronan. And you don't even get a clear shot of his face with the mask on because he has the hood. And it's always conveniently covered anytime we get to see. So we don't actually get to see what he looks like in the mask. And that irked my soul. Go ahead. You can say it for me. Okay. So. Yeah, they never yeah. called him a Hawkeye. But to Los's point, for advertisement purposes, Funko definitely made a pop, <laughs> and they called him Ronan. He he is one of two. He is one of two uh, characters from the MCU who were called out of their normal um, a- alias. The other person is uh, Co- uh, Rhodey when he was Iron Patriot. So, and that was in a, I believe that was uh, Iron Man two, correct, or was that three? For Iron Patriot. Uh, so, what, what movie was Iron Patriot for like five seconds? So it was two. No, it was two. Yeah, it was two because they they had advertisement for it again. He him. So Hawkeye and War Machine are the only two characters in MCU that Funko respected enough to put. Are oh, you know what? We're gonna make a pop. We're gonna name this one uh, Iron Patriot. You damn right, I would. So. Ronan, and I have this pop, by the way. It's a Walmart exclusive. If you have any shot at hell, you can find it there. So, yeah. So that's the only, like, recognition Ronan has in uh, Endgame, and it's for advertisement purposes. Well, you know, uh, oh, hey, here's something that I noticed. And I've been thinking about this, and I'm going to hold on to it for one second, but I will say this. Did anybody peep the fact that the only thing that triggered this whole five-year-later thing was a mouse yep. yes. crawling yep. across the the, 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 the... Oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> it was a mouse. It was Mickey. It was Mickey Mouse. Disney took over. You, t- you took it right out of my mouth. Disney took over. Mickey saved the world. The, the universe. The universe. I call a cop out. Someone said Master, Master Splinter, and I, uh, that would give me so much joy. <laughs> if the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 
But that's owned by Nickelodeon now. So. Well, if you give Disney a week, they'll uh, they'll own Nickelodeon too. Uh, anything else before we pause for a bit? Okay, let's let's take a pause. All right, so we're back. Um, so did we say that we were gonna? Cheese, um, you had a great idea. You wanted to like focus on maybe the acting and then actually go through the movie step by step. All right, so what do we want to say about the acting? Uh, all around, I thought it was amazing. Uh, it started with Robert Downey at the very beginning. Uh, one that that monologue of him talking to leaving the message in case Pepper found it, and also as soon as he meets. Captain America and the raw emotion felt real. The raw emotion felt real when him, like he was literally expressing well, we his loss to Cap because they, they haven't had that moment together. They didn't they didn't meet in Infinity War. They haven't really spoken or seen each other side by side since Civil War, and that was the first moment. And the first thing they can talk about was loss. And you felt Robert Downey Jr. pain. You felt the pain in his voice. And Cap, on the other hand, was. Being Cap and just being the listening ear, I got it, Tony. Wasn't spazzing out, wasn't reaching his level, was staying the calm, cool, collected. And this guy could not fathom how to calm himself down. The emotions were, they felt real and raw, and that was amazing. We also got to see the original Tony. Like, we got to see the piece of shit Tony that was a smartass, that was... Yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't give up. Like, you know, like, you... So, you, you've seen the story arc that Tony has had through this entire series and that was like him reverting completely back to who he was in the first Iron Man. So, so looking at it on, on that perspective, hearing like knowing that he was always about, you know, the greater good, willing to sacrifice himself, having him go through the motions, having him go through that five years of, of that's right. the whole point. He's yeah. not that guy. That's what I'm saying. Right. You're not that guy who's going to make Yeah, it. he's no longer. That's what I'm saying. He finally came back to, look, you know what? Well, I went through it. I finally have a family. I'm half, finally happy with what I'm doing. The hell with everyone else. And you know what? And I deserve this happiness. So getting to see him actually viewing him being selfish, you know, the hell with everyone else. It was it was actually refreshing to me, you know, looking at it on on that perspective. You know, like I tried, I've tried, I've tried. I'm done, I'm done. So you know, cannot be mad with uh, with with his performance. Uh, definitely, definitely worthy of an award. So, uh, everyone here at this table knows that for the MCU, Iron Man is definitely my number one guy. So when. By the way, there's a helmet here. By the way, yeah, there's a helmet behind me of Iron Man's. You showed up with a replica working Iron Man helmet. Hey, got to do what I got to do. But uh, Iron Man's my number one guy. And well, I didn't, I'm not going to say I didn't know of Robert Downey Jr. before the casting, but to know what he's gone through, all the drug addictions, all the sh- basically all the shit he's been through while growing up. And then, exactly his real his real life Tony Stark. So and then for him to get this role and to just bang it out and become the successful actor he is now because of this role, it's phenomenal. And then you get you you go in you do a great performance in Iron Man. You do a great performance Iron Man two, Iron Man three, questionable. 
And then so so you know, and then you got you know you got all these cameos in each. Blame it on the Mandarin. Hashtag blame it on the Mandarin. So though, and then you go, and then you got you know cameo here, cameo there, you know full full movie here, and then to just continue growing with the character, basically embodying what we all know in in comic books. It's just great. And and all honestly, if he doesn't win an Oscar, I'm going to be hella pissed. Well, I guess I'll, I'll talk about the acting. I really wasn't ready for it, but um, <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, I mean, we could all say they, these these are people that have been playing these characters for years. These aren't like these aren't. There's not a lot of new people like stepping up to the plate. These are people that have been worked on. Their storylines are set in stone. Like the acting's always going to be considered good. It's more so how we react to the things that occur during the scenes. Like, it just kills me when I see, like, some of the... There are some scenes where I'm like, the the second time around, I didn't cry as much. (laughs) Still cried. Um, But, like, I think one of the, like, toughest scenes to watch was, like, Black Widow and Hawkeye. And when you're fighting for who's going to sacrifice themselves... I felt the love like between those two, and I'm I'm glad it wasn't cheapened by like some like cheesy like throwaway kiss or something because they did they touched their foreheads and I was like that was enough, and like when you see that sacrifice that I was I was bawling the first time the second time I'm like friendship like it was like it was magical. <laughs> uh, this time um, there was a line where he's uh, when he's when he's killing everybody is Ronan, and he's like. First of all, th- those two finally got um, some spotlight that I feel like they haven't gotten in the other movies. They're the only humans in the sea of gods. <laughs> <laughs> but but Nata- that scene where he's like, you know, we we found we we found a way. We got and he's like, don't don't do it, don't give me hope. And like, fuck, I'm choking up now. Yeah yeah. Uh, 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 Robert Downey Jr.'s uh, Iron Man, um, he redefined the character. Uh, uh, in, in the comic books, um, Iron Man was just used more as just this this kind of like story uh, uh, plot hole where it didn't matter whatever it was, Iron Man's smart enough to figure it out. You know, the same way they would use uh, Mr. Fantastic. You just automatically you didn't have to do any science backwards. You just say, these are the smartest guys in the MCU. They'll figure some bull crap out and then that's their, they'll bang it out and they'll be done. And it wasn't until uh, uh, where you started having Tony having the drinking problems where his character started getting fleshed out where you started going like, oh, okay. And he started realizing that his bravado was just to mask his insecurities. And that that what Robert Downey Jr. brought to Tony Stark is cementing that version of Tony Stark and blowing it completely out of the water. He hit every note out of the park. And the same way with um, Chris Evans doing Captain America. For the most part, you would always see Captain America as just this – uh, 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 ominous Boy Scout, right? There, there. He he was the 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 Superman version, uh, in 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 uh, America, Captain America's ass, America's ass. So, excuse me. He was just this this one dimensional guy who you knew no matter what he was always on the side of right. He was always on the side of justice. And Chris Evans brought something to Captain America that this dimension to that. There's something about this all American. 
white guy who is for everybody. He is for freedom. He is for everyone's rights. No matter what you are, no matter if he agrees with you or not, he is for your right, and he will die to fit, to defend your right. You know what I mean? He he stands for the flag, and it's just fantastic what, uh, uh, what they've done with the relationship with um, uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye. Just that relationship is very different in the comic because they don't really have that kind of relationship in the comic books. They added that to the movie because they are the only agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that were put on the Avengers team by Nick Fury. So they were partners for decades after that, from whatever the hell it is that they keep mentioning, Budapest. the Budapest mission that we, I hope that, that, movie, that the, the Black Widow movie is going to be a prequel and uh, the Taskmaster is the bad guy for there. And he has a very, yeah, the Taskmaster has, yeah, the Taskmaster, for everyone who don't know, just more comic knowledge for you guys. I feel like uh, Tom Delphi with his little history facts there. But, but uh, the, uh, uh, the Taskmaster is, um, yeah, fun fact, he is the guy who trained uh, uh, Hawkeye. He is one of the people who helped him train in the little circus where he was at. It's the Taskmaster. So there's a very heavy hint in that movie that's going to be Black Widow and Hawkeye. So I hope that we get that Budapest mission. I hope we get some Hawkeye in there. But their relationship being a plutonic friendship, not some forced love thing. It's just the only other time we see a male and female together on any screen, small or big, that it was a complete friendship platonic thing is Law and Order Special Victims Unit with uh, 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 Stabler and Benson. There was no love on there and it didn't need it. They were just there. It was like a brother-sister moment, a partner moment, and it was heartwarming to see that they don't, you know, do anything with it. Although, I think Black Widow and Captain America may have had something going on because she was always with Steve <laughs> in a different way. It, 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 it felt different. It felt different. That, that was another thing. Like, I want to, like, maybe since you brought it up, the fact that um, a lot of the, a lot of, so one of the things that happens when you have a, a woman in a movie is that she's got a love interest and it gets, like, real hokey and stupid. And I, I really appreciate the fact that they, for the most part, didn't do that. Like, they, I mean, don't get me, they they did it with her and Hulk. And that wasn't something from the comic books. That was something that they. Like, you didn't see, like, you didn't see them actually, like, full-blown together, though. Like, you see, like, some hints and you see, like, a, I will calm him down, I'll hold his hand type stuff. Like, that still could have been, like, all right, there's a little something there, but it wasn't, like. Oh, we're gonna see them fucking on the screen. Like it just wasn't gonna. It's still a children's movie. They're not gonna. I mean, I, I, I see your point. <laughs> so I see your point. But when uh, when they were you know recruiting Hawk to come back, and you know she was like, yeah, you know I, I like seeing the side of you. She definitely checked out you know the package, and she was definitely thinking, yo, I want some Hawk meat right now. Okay. <laughs> All right, so so <laughs> so to mention just to highlight a couple couple because the shiny star I think was Robert Downey, but just to highlight a couple more before I jump on to an underlying relationship that I definitely think they're stabbing towards. Um, uh, Thor dealing with the person we kind of talked about off mic that was amazingly well done, and someone who's only been here a very short time has has done so well with this character. Tom Holland as Spider-Man and the chemistry between Spider-Man and fucking Iron Man is amazing. I mean, it captures the heart. Give me one second. I'm just doing, uh, he wants a side note, so I'm going to give him a side note. But um, the other thing that I feel like they're leading towards, five years passed, and you noticed two, I noticed something. The last two holograms were Captain Marvel 
and Rhodey. Oh yeah. Oh, I saw. And it I seems like they're definitely. Right it's comments. yes, and it was like, be careful. You can tell that's going to lead somewhere soon. Yeah, they talked to them like, so, like, good luck. So, side note to uh, Tom Holland being, uh, you know, playing Spider-Man so perfectly well. Uh, Stan Lee himself has said that Tom Holland is what he envisioned Spider-Man to be. Mind you, we've had we've had uh, two previous Spider-Mans, and we had five other Spider. Talk about Toby. Listen, with <laughs> listen with those two other Spider-Mans, who didn't like Gar- Andrew Garfield Spider-Man was actually pretty okay. Anyways, so. Now, I'm gonna tell you. No, no, no. Now we're going on a Spider-Man argument. There we go. Side note of a side note. Garfield. Garfield was a more sarcastic, shit-talking Spider-Man, and that's the Spider-Man I grew up with. So, mind you, we ha- so in total we have three Spider-Mans, and out of the three, Stanley, the man who made these characters, said that the youngest one was the best, or is what he embodied Spider-Man to be, and I honestly believed it. Start, you can't start throwing the Stan Lee argument there because we're not going to argue with Stan Lee. You can't just start doing that. That's not a card. I'm not. That's not a card. Now if I disagree with him, disagree with Stan Lee, we're not going to do that. So now I'm, I mean, I'm, do I'm, you not, disagree? I can't say nothing now. Stan Lee, so I can't say nothing now. But in all honesty, in all honesty, listen, Tobin Maguire Spider-Man to me was complete and utter garbage. Way too lovey-dovey, and MJ was. And doing MJ, uh, doing MJ in the beginning was a complete and utter cop out. Now with the Amazing Spider-Man, with Andrew Garfield, I loved his uh, Spider-Man for the same exact reason that Ramon did, and I loved that they had Gwen Stacy in it. Yeah. Gwen Stacy needs to die, and the but way the that she died was, was awesome. Was, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, honestly, that's the whole thing, though. That's the only reason the Gar, the I really like the Garfield ones is because I just I was like, let's I want to see Gwen dead. Like that's really the whole concept of it. Also, real quick. Shout out to something that has nothing to do with anything. Spider Gwen is shit. All right, so I, I will say uh, since we're since we're on the subject, hold on. Before we go back, we're, since we're on the subject of Spider Man, hold on. Since we're on the, right, since we're on the Spider Man subject, I will agree. I will agree. I like the Andrew Garfield Emma Watson well well over uh, Tobey Maguire. By the way, Toby truly lost me. <laughs> When he became emo, when he became emo Spider-Man, <laughs> he he was Spider-Man one movie too long. <laughs> All right, so don't give me don't give me that the, the third movie doesn't count. The third movie was Return of the Jedi. God damn it! Oh, I didn't say not every third movie doesn't count. All right, not every just Iron Man three, Marvel third movie because we got we got Thor Trinity. We're gonna count that. We're not gonna count. Uh, I mean, uh, 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 um, a Blade Trinity, Blade Trinity. We're not gonna count Blade Trinity. What, uh, you don't you don't get to talk no more. You know, Blade Trinity was awful. Blade Trinity was awful. Awful. It was an awful film. If if Blade pops up in Wakanda, I will be so goddamn happy. All right. So so hold on. Hold on. I get back to you. I get back to you for you to defend Blade Trinity for whatever reason. You're gonna if you want to get on that soapbox, go ahead. Gonna, if you want to get on that. So, uh, uh, Tom Holland Spider Man is a um, is Peter Parker and his Spider Man. It is great in the MCU. It is fantastic. His relationship is there because we get this true kid, and he's grasping onto the only father figure he's got, which is Tony Stark. And that relationship in there, because he's replacing uh, 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 Uncle Ben with Tony Stark, and he replaced Uncle Ben with his own dad. So this kid has gone through it. He has lost father figure. So essentially, don't be uh, trying to hit up Aunt May because I don't think you're going to make it, bro. Like, I don't think something's, something's happening. Any father figure that Peter Parker is getting does not survive. That's, that's the only thing we're getting from here. But um, 
Andrew Garfield Spider-Man in in the suit. In his suit is a fantastic Spider-Man. Uh, Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker was fantastic because he really was a science nerd. Full of shit. He was he was a science nerd. His Spider-Man wasn't great, but he did on to you know the whole science stuff, which uh, uh, Garfield never did, and Tom Holland isn't doing. So we're not gonna do the damn dance sequence, right? Because because it still gave us it still gave us one hell. Spider Man one gave us one hell of a Green Goblin, and it gave us one hell of a Dot Ock. So it gave us great things. And uh, Spider Man three, we're not gonna mention Venom and all that crap because that movie was garbage on all fronts. So if we Frankenstein the goddamn Spider Mans, then we might be able to get the perfect. We will get the perfect Spider Man. Actually. Uh, Adding to your point of the perfect Spider-Man, a lot of people pleased uh, Andrew, Tom Holland, and Tobey Maguire. And you know what Spider-Man that we get? We get the fucking uh, PS4 exclusive Spider-Man, which is a way better Spider-Man than fucking Tobey Maguire. Oh, for the oh yeah, Drake Bell for the cartoons. He's a, he's a great Spider-Man. We're, we're not even gonna if we're gonna do that. That's like arguing. It's like uh, oh yeah, like we're, uh, like animated Spider-Man because if you have you seen Spider-Verse. Because into the Spider Verse, Miles Morales is now my Spider Man. No, he is. He is definitively my Spider Man from here on out. Because Miles Morales is the shit. So for those who, for uh, for people who have watched fucking uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, I don't know this actor's name, but he played uh, he plays uh, Peter Parker, but he also plays Nick on New Girl, and he is my Spider Man because I fucking love him. Exactly, he is my Peter Parker. I take that any day. All right, so somehow uh, <laughs> this this became the Spider Man show, uh, but back to Endgame. Let me bring it back. To end game. All right, so let, let's reel it in real quick. You know, side note with the Spider Man. Uh, another performance that was not, a lot of people did not see, but I was able to. How would he He was different point two seconds. I had to watch the movie twice to see it. He had, he had a, was that a Tommy gun? Anyway, Nebula's acting. Nebula's acting, the whole transition. I'm trying to tell you. That's what I'm saying. From the whole beginning, how how she be how she was uh, understanding that she's not just machine. You know that she was able to experience feelings, experience a a a. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Those 22 days with Iron Man, we were able to see a different side of Nebula. You were able to see that that Nebula, yeah, of that has it was uh, capable of feeling, capable of, of taking under consideration, and that's exactly, and that's what I'm saying. She had the ability. No, perfect example. Perfect example. No, there's there's a possibility. No, no, no. He don't got no kids. He ain't got no kids. He just he just he just grabs them. You know what I mean? No. So Thanos. To add to his list of crimes, let's add gaslighting two kids and kidnapping. He gaslit all of his followers and and kidnapping. So, so uh, speak, speaking of Thanos and his kids, so one of them had to die to get the original uh, Soul Stone. So that eliminated her from the you know being snapped. From, from the future and from her being snapped when he snapped. So another question, if she didn't ha- like if she didn't die, 
and you know he somehow magically got the Soul Stone any any other way. Which one would have got snapped, Nebula or Gamora? How you have you have to? No, 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 no. Who would have died? Well, who got snapped, Gamora or? Exactly. Gamora. Gamora? I know. No. Clearly, but when you sna- when he snapped, he 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 eliminated half of all living creatures. He didn't give a fuck who died. Exactly. Exactly. So if if Gamora would have got snapped when he's um exactly when he did the snap, which one would have survived? Exactly. Who I'm, I'm asking? Who do you think, in your opinion? Nebula, because she survived it. No matter who we get, she would have Yeah, that was kind of shit idea, Because it's not like adding an extra person would have changed who got snapped. No, the people who survived would have still survived. Adding one other person in all of Infinity would have not changed it. You were you you always keep saying Nebula wasn't always this way. She was like yeah, she, she was, was built. Never a robot. But how much? Humanity is still left there. Like, well, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Because would she really gotten snapped if she's mostly a robot at this point? She still has the consciousness. Oh, so the consciousness could still get okay. For all intents and purposes, if uh, a Cybertron exists in the MCU, half of the Autobots are gone, half of the Decepticons are gone because they still have a consciousness. Regardless of the fact that they're robots, the Transformers, half of them are all gone. If if the Transformers are in the MCU. Transform and roll out. <laughs> well, at least Howard the Duck is back. But now, uh, now let's say, wait a minute. So that's right, he was. He was snapped. But here's the question. They did, there's two characters that are <laughs> underlined. We're not talking about. Which one of these two characters got snapped? Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny? Who got snapped? Who got snapped? No one gives a fuck. <laughs> they're, they're a part of the MCU. They're characters in the MCU. No, no. I know, I know, I know. But if I have to pick an anthropomorphized character to care about, um, I like zombie Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, would, I, would say, I would say Santa Claus would survive the snap. He's got the power to survive no, the snap. No. Well, well, Santa Claus did wield the Infinity Gauntlet. He's tier one. Yeah, that's, he is tier one. A magical rabbit. Matter of fact, I'm actually going to change my answer because Howard the Duck got snapped. <laughs> I was going to say a magical bunny could fucking survive. No, Howard the Duck got snapped. Bunny got snapped. Santa Claus won, unfortunately. He's an, yeah, Howard the Duck is alien. How about the fact that they brought back Howard the Duck and made him cool again? <laughs> After that 80s movie. <laughs> of them is, is the, the one from the Marvel Max comic where they made Howard the Duck an adult comic and it was amazing to the point where apparently um, Disney had a problem with uh, uh, Howard the Duck and um, they decided they wanted to sue Marvel about Howard the Duck because Howard the Duck looks too much like Donald Duck. So in the suit, Marvel came with a compromise, and they decided during that whole Marvel Max line that something happened to Howard the Duck where he would just change. And instead of being Howard the Duck, a duck, he became a brown mouse that looked almost similar to Mickey Mouse, except he wasn't black, he was brown. And now that Disney owns Marvel, that suit has gone away because you can't just start suing yourself. They just change it. So, yeah, yeah, we're just going to... We're gonna keep Howard the Duck around, and I hope we get. I hope we get a Howard the Duck something. But I think we're getting like a, a cartoon or something like that. Howard the Duck cartoon, which is there is so much. There's so much. There's so much coming out now. Uh, so they announced the Ghost Rider series on Hulu, 
What was the other thing that they announced? There was something else. Uh, it was Ghost Rider. Falcon and, Falcon and, uh, and, and yeah, Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. They're getting you mean Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yes, I'm sorry. Correction. Captain America. I hope they don't call him the Winter Soldier. I hope they call him White Wolf because Winter Soldier is a uh, Russian terrorist, and we shouldn't just have them as a hero. He should remain there as the Russian terrorist. So speaking of, that's actually really good. Uh, I know a lot of people, I'm pretty sure it caused a lot of controversy with uh, Falcon getting the shield, right? But there's a perfect example of the why last, you... The last episode that I recorded about Endgame, the guy called him, uh, we came up with the phrase, Captain Obama. There you go. So, so, I'm pretty sure, so I'm pretty sure people spazzed out about it, but here's a, here's a really good reasoning why they probably that, besides following comic books and giving it, you know, giving that or even being PC... Just stay out of the real world for a second. In the comic book world, Cap could not give Bucky the shield because Bucky actually was a terrorist and has blood on his hands. You cannot give the shield to so right. You cannot give him the shield and expect him to be Captain America or something like. Oh, so you didn't you didn't terrorize and kill people back in the day? We're, you're good now. We're all right. All right, cool. Well, not just that, but like Falcon as a character, this was a guy who was leading a group to help vets get over their PTSD. So, I mean, like, I feel like that, um, and and we're also talking about a character who is, who's ex-military and, 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 and is familiar in that sense, but he's also, he's got his head on straight, you know what I mean? And he's going to put that effort and that time into, you know, like, if, if there was, if they're between the two of them, because, like, he's he's the better pick. I, you know what I do love about uh, Falcon and Bucky's relationship? So they've been in a, a, a couple movies now together. And anytime, like in Civil War, they took on Spider-Man together. And he, Spider-Man handed to them uh, their asses. The Winter Soldier and Falcon took an ass open from a 15-year-old kid. And he wouldn't he wouldn't stop talking and running his mouth. And these guys did not miss a beat. Like, they seemed like they were, like, so sympathetical with each other. Even though they were catching ass open from this kid, they still were, like, a great team up. It's like, I'm really excited to see this show because I want to see that carry over forward. You know, their, their whole, you know, buddy cop relationship, the whole lethal weapon, you know, freaking uh, 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 Riggs and Murtaugh. Just, I want to see that. And and Bucky is a guy who is tortured by his past. So he's not going to pick up in the MCU. He's not going to pick up the shield. He only did it in the comic books because uh, 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 Steve Rogers died. But then it was passed on to uh, uh, Falcon anyway. So it makes more sense for Sam to get it than Bucky because Bucky's whole job, his whole premise is to back Captain America up. That's his thing. If he's Captain America, then he doesn't have a Bucky to back him up because Falcon's not going to play Bucky. So Bucky will still get to be Captain America's psychic. He still gets to be the guy that backs up Falcon. And any you know anything you're going to do, the Winter Soldier's there, or the White Wolf, which I prefer to call him, is going to be there to back up Falcon. Falcon will not fail his cap with Bucky by his side. Anybody? How about the fact that they bothered to make them friends? Because in the comic books, uh, Bucky was basically his sidekick, but that was it. There was no, like, the the fact that they gave them a deep friendship, that they grew up with each other, that Bucky was the guy that looked out for Captain America when he was a weakling, you know? And and I, that dynamic added to their relationship in the movies is kind of what has, there, there's so many subtle little changes that Marvel made to these characters when they put them into the, the cinematic universe that, has I mean we're, we're we're it's eleven years later and we're seeing the payout to it you know what I mean like 
the, 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 the interaction between Bucky and Captain America. We're seeing the interaction between Pepper Potts and, and Iron Man. You know, like, like you could see why she even says there's that moment where she's like, you know, one of my greatest failures has been trying to get you to let go. And I, when he's dying, the fact that she's like, you can rest now. Shit. <laughs> He's having a moment. Um, yeah, no, the, 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 the amount of callbacks, uh, you lead us into callbacks at that point, but yeah, the amount of callbacks are fantastic. I mean, verbatim, uh, you know, don't do nothing stupid. And I can't, you're taking all the stupid with you. Those, that's verbatim. They say to each other um, from the very beginning. I, I do this all day. Right. I know, I know. Great. That was, that was amazing. Amazing. Also, I believe there was one little, one little thing, um, when Cap is 1970s and he's wearing a uniform, his his name on it is Rusko, I believe. And Rusko was someone who stepped in as Captain America uh, when Cap was MIA during one of the comic books. So that was a little callback to the comic books right there. The, when, he, when he's in the 70s? Yeah. Yes. The, uh, yeah. Is that is that um uh, uh, with the truth as you're saying or or are you talking about a, a U.S. agent? No, Might have been U.S. agent. I don't I don't remember the the the, the name of uh, the U.S. agent, but I think if I'm not mistaken, I don't know what this rumors is that uh, John Cena uh, is uh, uh, wanting to be in the MCU, and there's a strong possibility that he may be U.S. agent. I mean, they gave a lot of people. Did you this last one? They threw some people into the MCU. You're like, really? They just wanted some Marvel money. Like who was who was playing on um, the security guard for? Chow. Yeah, you got the guy who played Chow from Hangover. <laughs> Senor Chang. <laughs> oh well, no, that's because the Russo brothers directed a bunch of episodes of Community, and that's why if you if you look back through the cinematic universe, yeah. uh, most of the cast members, with the exception of Chevy Chase, have been on on in the Marvel mo- movies. Yeah. Yeah, we're missing Joel McHale as well. Yeah. Joel McHale. Yeah, that's the only one that we're missing. Um, and give you know give them time; they're coming out with more. <laughs> um, all right. Since we're talking callbacks, how about um, did anyone peep the six one six sign in uh, in yeah. in, in the, the van in the garage when they go when before the mouse crawls across the uh, yeah b- b- before Mickey Mouse saves the universe. Uh, but it said six one six. That was the that was the number of the locker, right? And uh, um, uh. My favorite comic callback is when we're sitting here. We're like, oh, they're about to fight in the elevator again when um, with Captain oh. America. And then you got the just the whisper. What did he whisper, babe? Hail Hydra. Yeah, that like the Hail Hydra scene. Like I, when I saw that, I was like, I didn't know I needed this, but I needed it. Like I needed it to happen. Just remember, Hail Hydra. <laughs> yeah, the 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 whole uh, uh, Captain Hydra storyline in the comic books. Um, when when it when it went live and Chris Evans read it, he apparently called uh, Marvel and he was like he did not like this at all. He he, did, he was not a fan of that. And I mean this, he's not the deciding factor for them to change it. But I think uh, uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hail it. I don't I don't hail that. Let me give you all some context. So for years, Los has hated 
So, like, it's become a running joke with us now that we'll go to hug Lowe's or something like that and we'll whisper Hail Hydra into his ear. Because for some reason, why why does that bother you? Because I'm a very uh, uh, big Captain America fan, and uh, I am not a fan of Hydra. They are the uh, big enemies of uh, Captain America, so I would not hail them. Right. So, it, and we're at, I remember that, yo, oh, Captain America hailed Hydra. <laughs> We, uh, I remember when we went to see the first Avenger, and we like the first scene where they were like, "Hail Hydra!" Like me and him were standing up, like doing the, the two arm. Hail Hydra. <laughs> Is there any other callbacks that were like um, particular? Well, the good one on uh, on your left, I thought that was oh, fantastic. Was on your left, uh, especially where Falcon actually says, "Yes," where Falcon actually gets the chance to say "on your left," Cap, because he didn't want to hear "on your left" when they were working out. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, the uh, um, uh, the 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 five years later, uh, having Scott Lang's daughter Cassie uh, grow up to be a teenager is uh, probably a good foreshadowing of um, like bringing a young Avengers in because she's become stature. Um, Hawkeye training his daughter. We get that the the Hawkeye TV show that's coming out on on the Disney Plus is going to be him changing uh, uh, training Kate Bishop to be the next Hawkeye. So we already have two members. Of the Young Avengers already being primed and Iron ready. Lad. Iron Lad would be Kang. So if we get Iron Lad in there, we're going to get a Kang storyline with the Young Avengers. And that's just something to be amazing to see. The Young Avengers live. Which means we may get the Patriot, who is the grandson of uh, the um, African-American soldier they tested the super soldier serum on before they gave it to the white American Steve Rogers. Which is a really good thing because apparently his bloodline ended up... Uh, having a mutant gene, so his dad ended up having an ability or whatnot, and then we had a uh, uh, patriot having it, and you find out that he was actually taking drugs to get the powers. He never had the powers, but that's that's just me giving you a little more comic knowledge for you guys. And and obviously for the most the two most uh, comic book call uh, callbacks that we've probably waited forever to see is the most amazing moment of that movie is Cap wielding. The hammer, yeah, you can't. Once he gets that, and on top of that, and t- and on top of when he says, finally says, <laughs> "Avengers assemble," those two, those two things right there are probably the two biggest things. Uh, great callbacks to comic books for sure. So yeah, the, uh, that callback is for for the old old heads here because I'm not that big of a cat fan. I mean, it was a great callback, but it's not my favorite callback of uh, of um of the movie. My favorite callback of the movie is the end. Where Thanos is like, I am inevitable Iron Man with a gauntlet in his hand. I am Iron Man. And then just fucking snaps Thanos into out of existence. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, 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 I guess the, the last thing is uh, um, uh, the endings of each character, right? Where, where they go from here. You know, with, with the satisfying ending of uh, uh, Tony Stark uh, giving himself up for the snap because he's just human. He can't wield that much power. I mean, it. It damaged Thanos and it damaged the Hulk because he still had his arm in a sling. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically because it was uh, uh, so he had to go, uh, and then Cap getting this uh, uh, happy-go-lucky ending, um, which uh, I I personally wanted the Captain America death scene in that he gets in the comic where he says that speech that uh, uh, as long as there's uh, still one person left standing, Thanos cannot claim victory, and then. Thanos kills him, takes his head off. I wanted that. I wanted Cap to just go, but you know, we get a happy you ending for Cap. Him dead. I that would have given. Like there was there was gonna. 
the, the kicker is every, everyone had emotions. Everyone's tearing up and crying, and, and I'm fairly uh, 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 not empathetic. I, I watched this whole thing apparently like a psychopath where I didn't have any emotion right there. That death scene probably would have had me bawling. I mean, like, the only emotion I had in this movie was Stan Lee's cameo. That's where I get a little misty eye, but it's only because of Stan Lee. But that's probably the only emotion I would have felt in there is if they would have given me that scene because that's the scene that I read as a kid in my room, you know what I mean, just with, like, no, with freaking Oz Osborne blaring, reading this comic book, just like that's exactly the kind of moment that I wanted. So Captain America having a happy ending where he completely, uh, uh, as uh, we put it already, he's selfish because Sharon Carter is now not a thing, right? He just made a whole bunch of other children with uh, uh, Peggy. Well, no, I, I think, I think, well, yeah, like he kissed his niece, basically. Um, <laughs> if you want a Back to the Future reference. <laughs> um, but I think... I think that was interesting. So basically, I, I, I looked this up. Um, uh, Peggy Carter married somebody who they never bothered to 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 show or name or anything, and it's obvious that it was Captain America the entire time. Like he he yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. Uh, I think he went back and he hooked up with her, and they just kept it secret. So that entire time, which makes me wonder about that death scene where she, not where she's dying, but where she's got Alzheimer's. Does she really have Alzheimer's or is she just playing along because she can't reveal that there was two Captain Americas. That would make it like the the, the, the bootstrap paradoxes thing. We already know that it's not a thing. So yeah, he no, could just, no. I think he just created a whole different timeline because he came back with a different shield. Yeah. Uh, because he he can't, he didn't he didn't survive all that years when yeah when when the Hulk flips the switch that's you know uh, uh, Steve Rogers coming back into our universe from the alternate reality he created and that's why he comes back with the shield to give it to uh, uh, Falcon because Peggy has already passed on because we know she passes on in Civil War so he's just been waiting for the Hulk to flip the switch or for him to hit the button so that he can come back to give uh, uh, the Falcon the shield so. Uh, uh, it, like how long was he in? So we got like several different uh, 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 scenarios going here, right? Because um, the Guardians of the Galaxy in the one timeline, 2014, that timeline where Thanos gone, that whole thing never happened. And Peggy Carter's the uh, one of the reasons why Shield was created. So if she's happy with Steve Rogers, does Shield get created? And if Shield doesn't get created, what else is different, well, right? What part of the timeline does uh, does Captain America actually step in back into her life though? Because realistically, she he could have stepped back in 1970 because she was still old enough. She clearly wasn't married at the time because uh, on the thing it had her full name, so she didn't get married yet. She could he could have stepped back in the 1970 because he has to drop the he has to drop it back at that timeline anyways. I don't I don't think I don't think he I think he goes back even further. Um, so if I were to say, if I were to say he stepped back into time, I would say, I would say he stepped into, I think he went back for the last dance. Remember, in the movie, uh, he, right, I think, yeah, because remember, he leaves, I guess, skull, yeah, he leaves and gets on that thing and gets into the ocean and he takes his nice little nap. I think that's where he went back to, where <laughs> that time's person went, you know, to sleep and he's going to be up around. And also, and also, side note. Side note, another person we can look at, too, and not to forget, Loki has an alternate timeline now. He has an alternate timeline now. He has the show coming up. No, he could have totally died. It's just it's a different timeline now. 
I know it gets confusing. It gets confusing. It gets confusing because we've allowed uh, 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 Back to the Future's bullshit to influence us for so goddamn long. Hot Top Time Machine is the one I use for my references. For how time travel works. Someone take this. All right. So I want to revert back for uh, just a second for uh, Captain America's shield. So the shield that Tony Stark gives Captain America again, I guess, that is not the one made of vibranium because it fucking destroyed weight. Not, not easily. No, that's it, that's it. it was. Yeah, that's it. And I don't. If you hit the shield with enough force. Uh, Captain America's shield, no, no matter what it's made it of, was strong. It, ha- it has broken and shattered. It, it can be because uh, um, Howard Stark made that. He he added something to it and he made that shield, but it does not have the Wakandan technology because it doesn't do it's the an same alloy. thing. It, it's a vibranium alloy. It's not a pure metal. Yeah, it's it's not it's not pure uh, uh, vibranium. It doesn't have the Wakandan technology, so it's literally just a disc. It's, it's just a frisbee. That's another callback right there uh, to Tony's dream. That shield was damn near identically cracked. I mean, identically. That looked exactly how it was. But like, the, the only reason why I even bring it up, or the only reason why I say it's not, because the one that uh, the shield that um, Steve Rogers gives to Tony Stark in the Civil War had Black Panther's fucking claws on it. And this one's brand spanking new. It's a lot of work. Hey, 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 okay, you know, that's so goddamn nitpicky. So, (laughs) no, no, I I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I just, like, it just just highlights the the little hang-ups that nerds get stuck on. It's like, why why aren't there claw marks on that shield? It's like, really? That's the part, that's that's the thing that you have a problem with. Um, Me and Scott Lang have the same problem. Uh, Back to the Future has been lying to us forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Apparently, um, Scott Lang's problem is that he looks at Captain America's butt too much and uh, <laughs> causing America's ass. That's not a problem. That's not a problem. Well, first of all, that is America's ass, <laughs> and uh, and 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 anyone out there looking for true love, that is your goal. Find someone who looks at you and cherishes you as much as Scott Lang, Ant Man, cherishes Captain America and looks up to him. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, God, um, we've been talking about this for a while. Do we want to wrap? I mean, or, or do we? Uh, oh, okay. All right. So this is one of the things that I had an issue with. All right. You know what? That's a yes. Good point. Yes. Issues. Issues. All right. So let's break it down to things. First of all, all right. I I, I appreciate hipster hawk. All right. I'm not mad at it at all. Hipster hawk. You know. You know. Dabbing hawk. You know, uh, what is extra macchiato, you know, caramel swirl, Starbucks hook. But you got to understand that what I was expecting was, all right, all right, I'll, I'll take I'll take profession. I'll take Professor Hawk. But what I really wanted to see was World Breaker Hawk. You understand that from from the beginning of the first Avengers, you got to understand that you were truly scared like that scene that they were running. Black Widow was running away from Hulk, and and that and uh, what is it like the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's the Hulk that I that that you know you got to respect this man. But no, 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 no. They used him as comic relief. That's the only thing I have an issue with. What do you mean? 
No, 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 no. We need, we need, see, when I first saw the first Avengers and I seen Black Widow running and I seen him behind it, I was scared, man. Oh, I was a for, for her. I was a for Hulk. Hulk is a terrifying you understand? Character. That's he, that's the epitome. Like he's world, give me world yeah. breaker Hulk, but damn see, it. So when we role play, and I can say this because I was the DM for the role playing <laughs> session, uh, uh, there has been several times where we have encountered the Hulk, where everybody at this goddamn table in character shit themselves because the Hulk the Hulk was on the battlefield I, I, I rolled to not shit myself because I was the only person that had to go toe to toe with Hulk because uh, another friend of ours who wasn't here had to go toe to toe with Thor so I'm screaming for him to help and he's screaming for me to help him with Thor so I'm like you know what we're just going to deal with our own mess because everyone else is up there fucking in a pool of their own freaking urine and I'm over here getting an ass handed to me by a freaking Hulk it's not cool it's not fun games yeah, that we're those nerds, guys. We we role play. Yeah, we're we're gonna get back to that. That's, 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 that's the plan. All right. So basically, you wanted Hawk to stay the monster. You didn't want Hawk to be in control of. That is that. what Hawk is about. Give me world record. You know, perfect. All right, perfect time. No, 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 no. no. This is what I want. This is what I want. A perfect time that it should have happened. Once Clint came back with the Soul Storm, uh, the Soul Stone. And he realized that Nat was not coming back. That could have been the perfect time to give us that Hulk. Okay, you know what? I do agree with you on that. I do. But for years, and even now, he still he deals with not wanting to be viewed as a monster. And I don't want that for the guy either. Why live in fear? Jesus. So, so I'm with I'm with you. I'm with you for most of the part. I really would have liked to see. Um, I know it probably would have been too much to show, uh, but I feel like that, that, the, the, the light explanation of, that you get at the diner where he kind of tells you, oh, yeah, I just you know, played around with it for a little bit and, and embraced him as a cure. I would have rather liked to see that little bit of transformation. I would have liked to see you go from you can't get Hulk to come out to where now you've embraced him and you guys are Professor Hulk now. You know what I mean, like, I, mean, I just want him to lose control at that moment so he'll know. So, oh, my bad, I, I hit a button. Uh, so, no, I, 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 I feel y'all, um, but I think that's really more an issue, the fact that they don't want to do a Hulk movie. They don't want to do a Hulk movie, and... I mean, I'm going to say, like, can, I mean, I see why they don't want to do a Hulk movie, because the one Hulk movie that's in, that's part of the MCU, and the one Hulk movie that's not, are both garbage. I like I like the Incredible Hulk compared to Hulk, yes, but compared to the MCU, no. Hulk is definitely bottom tier. I, I, I will take Ang Lee's Hulk over whatever the fuck that abortion that uh, Jim Norton did. I, I'm talking about the Eric Bana version of Hulk. Uh, Eric Bana, I, I kind of liked it. Why did you hate it? I, I hated the uh, the Eric Bana Hulk because he's just uh, um, the whole daddy issue thing. And the fact that Hulk spends like the final thing of the uh, the fight, where he, which I'm assuming he's versus the uh, Zizrik or whatever how the hell you're supposed to pronounce the uh, the electric being that the Hulk fights, you know, the pure energy being. He spends all that shouting into the sky and trying to punch lightning and then punching the water. Well, that was that actually highlights one of the issues w- why superhero movies didn't catch on early on. Because they wanted to make them like this big CGI fest. And uh, props to Marvel for, for, yeah, you had t- three characters that were completely CGI. Rocket, Groot, 
and Hulk and Thanos. I'm sorry, four characters. But they did it in such a way that you still felt like you were... Like, I felt like I was in Tokyo. I felt like I was at the Avengers Mansion. I felt like like they, they still find a way to do special effects with the practical effects. Yes. Which is something that uh, fucking DC needs to work on because, God damn. Like, I saw Aquaman, and it kept taking me out of the fucking movie. I every. didn't watch it just because I, I didn't that. think it was going to work. Uh, I haven't seen Aquaman yet, not because it's a bad movie or anything like that. It's because DC has definitely left a bad taste in my mouth. So I don't rush to see their movies like I do Marvel movies. And that has nothing to do with, like, DC versus Marvel. It's just you're giving me bad content, and I don't want to waste money for it. I haven't seen that yet either. Yeah, that's that's actually funny. So um, I've gotten to the point with DC where I, I don't even I don't even feel good in bashing them anymore. Um, no, seriously. So ser- no, here's why. Here's why. And this is I, and I lie to you not. It was at the end of Endgame. We're driving back home, and my daughter Veronica, the oldest, says, "Why can't DC do this?" She, that was her words exactly. And 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 the first thought that came to mind was compassion. And I said. You know what? I got. I think this is the this is the most this is the most true to life example of things that go so well and so perfect for you, and and then for someone else, things are just going so shitty. Like it's that perfect balance of someone who has like the most amazing life where everything works out. I mean, you get the good actors, you get the casting, everything works into place. You're getting every you're getting backed by your people to where then you go to DC, who's just struggling to keep any kind of con- continuity. Uh, in their world uh, and outside the world with the acting and the actors. It's insane. Uh, it's it's sad. It's no longer, like I said, I no longer want to beat them. Uh, I just feel sorry for them at this point. I just stick with the comics for DC. With, the, with DC, I just stick with the cartoons. That too. Yeah, the like they're animated. And, and their TV shows. And yeah. their TV shows. TV shows are solid. We'll just stay uh, yeah. away from the movies with DC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's, here's a question. Um, was there any other problems in the movie? Because... Um, the whole time travel thing was confusing to some people, but I think that's more Back to the Future's fault than it is anything else. Yeah. Um, uh, die Hard. <laughs> well, uh, so, uh, like, like the how it should have ended, right? So we got we got Tony Stark, and he uh, uh, sacrifices himself for the what you call it. So why is there not a scene where Doctor Strange just comes in, grabs a time gem, and then just rewinds just Tony like he's done before with anything else? Why didn't he just do that? Why didn't he just undo that? He's, he's Doctor Strange. He has full control of the time gem. He knows exactly how to do it. He knows how to do it where it doesn't break anything. All he's doing, he's not rewinding time. He's just rewinding Tony. The, the, whole, the whole thing with Doctor Strange and the guy in this damn time stone, it's an entire cop-out. From the moment uh, Infinity War ended, I told myself and I told everyone I've ever talked to, if Doctor Strange reverses time with the goddamn Infinity Stone, I will um, with the time stone. I will legit walk out the fucking theater because that is a complete cop out. It, it, it is a cop out, but it's something he could do. You know what though? You do that, and I think you completely. I mean, you want to talk about a hero's death? I mean, you you snatch that away from what you've built in all 22 I mean you you completely take that out and it is nothing now that sacrifice I think had to happen I mean it was amazingly done I don't and as much as I don't want to lose him as a character I definitely appreciate what you've given me with him dying uh, honestly it's more so that 
Infinity War, like, we left, like, there was a lot of people that were gone, and we felt something missing, but in all in the back of our heart, they're gonna change something, there's no way they're gonna let all these people stay dead, this isn't Game of Thrones here, they're not, like, they're not copping, they're not killing main characters off. Five years later, the repercussions in the world. For the snapping, like, like what, what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. of my phrases. The, uh, uh, the snapping. One of my phrases got. Fr- ah! so, I, I, I'm so, I'm so. I just want to take a moment and uh, <laughs> because, 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 because snapping was. Thank you, thank you. You've given me joy. So, so like the like, we, we've got all these things with the characters, and whatnot, but we're not going in on what. How the snapping affected the universe. All right, so you got people who could have been uh, uh, piloting in an airplane, and the plane goes down. So the people who survived in that plane die because of the plane crash. And then when the unsnapping happens, they go back to where they were. So what are they in the air, and now they're just falling to their deaths? So like, there are certain situations where like you had put a moment like it would really suck that like, if like if you're in the middle of uh, 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 some nightly actions with your loved one, and all of a sudden they dust right in the middle of the action. Five years later, they're now back in the house on that bed. It could have been owned by someone else, and they're butt-ass naked. Like, what the hell just happened? Why am I just here? Like, like in mid-coital action, they just come in. you moved on? Yeah, right? Like, you, you, have, you have parents who could have been snapped away where babies might have been left in a park or something like that, and they're just left to their own device, and people have to gather these kids. Five years later, now their parents come back in, and this is like a five-year-old kid or any, any difference like that. Like, what happens where... If you're a parent and your newborn baby gets snapped away five years later, now this baby's back. What are you gonna do? Like, th- it, it throughout the whole universe, not just in in uh, 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 Earth. It's fine, but it's still a baby. Well, we kind of get a hint of that with Captain Marvel. She says, "Look, this happened. This is this in, didn't only happen on Earth. I have to go to other planets and figure that shit out." Yeah, the, so the we get that hint. Yeah. No, we don't see what the after effects are of fixing everything once you bring them all back. I mean, we get a hint at, like, some people, like, it just kind of, nothing skips a beat, which is kind of weird because there is a five-year gap. Because then you look at Spider-Man who comes in, sees his friend, and he's, I was like, all right, then he got snapped. Or yeah. did he? Like, I was a little confused all, on. All of Peter Parker's friends that had names, they all got snapped away. And they all came the other ones went to college. The other ones went to college. Okay. All, all the red shirts went to college. So, um, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but my fr- my first time uh, watching the movie, I didn't peep game, but the second time I yeah, did, um, Scott Lang, when the, the unsnapping happened, he, the first thing he does is go to a fucking window, and what he he doesn't see like any humans walking around or anything like that, but he sees like birds, birds and shit like that, and how happy <laughs> he did not, <laughs> but <laughs> but he. Everyone just take that, but like he does see like a you know birds and shit like that frolicking around, but they also are happy to see I guess their significant other in their universe or world. I guess I don't know. It, it was just weird. The animal thing was kind of important too, though, because a lot of resources are lost once you like have half, half them. Snap the bees. He snapped the bees. <laughs> half of all living things disappeared, so you have to say that. Honestly, I'm a little skeptical about how, like, when they show, like, they pan out, you see, like, what was it, City Field? The one baseball field. 
like decrepit, and they're like, man, we missed the Mets. Well, yeah, no one would miss the dead. no one would miss the Mets. Let's start there. No one would miss the Mets, but it was wow. just. <laughs> but you, but it's and just, older. but not even that though. I feel like in five years, when you have half a population missing, I would have expected more growth of nature because there is less resources being used. I, I don't know. They cleared it and cleaned up all the trash. They they imply that with the whales and the Hudson. uh, But half half of everything is gone. So so we talked about this in in a previous episode, and one of our previous guests pointed this out, that there's a possibility that now Thanos has a cult following because think about – see, my thing thing is – all hail Thanos because my thing is – Think about an environment that's had five years to bounce back from three, from unless instead of seven point four billion people, you're dealing with three point two. Okay, think about all. So think about all this shit that just got thrown into fucking turmoil because we brought all those people back and we brought them back five years younger. But also, in addition, in addition, in addition. But that's not only happening on Earth. It's happening through the entire universe. So those those other planets that were able to you know recuperate and find resources now are overpopulated. 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 So, so since we keep bringing up the numbers of uh, how many people uh, were affected by the snapping, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but I did, and Ramon keeps bringing it up as well. Every time we mention numbers for how many people have died, it, it's different. The first time it was mentioned in an uh, Endgame. Uh, it was by Bruce Banner inside the uh, Hawkbuster. He said trillions. Second time was by Black Widow. She said millions. And you yourself keep saying you say millions and or billions. The correct answer is we don't fucking know. All right? It's an entire universe. Okay, that's the thing. It didn't affect just Earth. We're talking about an entire universe. Hulk is smart enough to think about it in, t- in terms of an entire universe. That's why he said trillions. Yeah. Everybody else is fo- like, like, like I, that's a good, million. that's a good pickup. That's a good pickup because I, yeah, like he's smart enough to figure out that the universe. I mean, Captain America said it. Captain America said it that there was more than just Earth, and they they didn't have the Avengers. Yeah, Captain, Captain Marvel. Yeah, what, yeah. What, what, one of the captains. The one, the one that wants to wants to look at the, she wants to speak to the man. <laughs> her haircut looked nice. She's like, "Can I speak to the manager?" Oh, he's not here. I'm a blow this shit. More like she is the manager. Fuck you, mean. Listen, she came from outer space. Can I speak to your manager? And then fucked his ass up. Okay, she gave that nigga hands. Where's the manager of the shit? Right. Right. <laughs> Side note, how great was Thanos' face when he was getting torn apart by, by Scarlet Witch and he's calling for the damn, he is, he is yelling pineapples, he's yelling his safe word, he is like, pineapples, pineapples, and they're like, you sure? He's like, absolutely, pineapples. She could have just killed him right then and there, but she was torturing him because she took on the five gems of the Infinity Gauntlet while blowing up one with the other hand. She did that. So she was playing with him a little too much. A little too much. Uh, uh, Scarlet Witch. Okay, I've, had, I've always had one problem. So Scarlet Witch's powers glow red, but... She was supposed to have been born from the Mind Stone, but reality is that she, her, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch was born from the Mind Stone because that's the one that, that uh, Hydra had. Yeah, yeah, 
So, but her powers glow red, and she alters reality. So I've always felt like her powers come from the reality stone. So, for what sense does it make that Quicksilver's fast? I mean, for for MCU purposes, for MCU purposes, they were, you know, fucking mute, uh, not mutated, but like they were worked upon as lab experiments. Exactly, they were miracles in uh, uh, miracles in the MCU. But the way that I know them, and the way that I love them, is they're children of motherfucking Magneto. Exactly. They're fucking mutants. And they're portrayed as villains. That is my favorite representation of uh, Quicksilver and fucking Scarlet Witch. Speaking of M, uh, how about this leads to a very nice House of M setup, I think. All right, let's talk future. Let's talk future of Marvel because... um, I'm Yo, I'm, I'm I'm racking my brain because where do we go from here? Like so, what's next? You want Kang? I want Galactus. I want Galactus, but Annihilus, Annihilus. There is there is no version of this where it doesn't lead up to Galactus because you could still have Kang as the bad guy for the next Avengers film. He could just be the bad guy for the next Avengers film, but still leading up to Galactus. It could still it could still give us Galactus because. Because the Fantastic Four's re-entry into uh, the MCU could be a nihilist. There's no reason why we can't have all these things. We can't have all. We can have all the cake. Do we introduce? Do we reintroduce the Fantastic Four? My bad. Go ahead. I think so. uh, do we? Yeah, I think so. I think you have yeah, to. Yeah, introduce, I think you have to. You, Fox, you, you know, introduce all the Fox properties correctly. So if you want to do Fantastic Four, yeah. If we want to do Fantastic Four, you can. If you can either do an origin story or you could do what fucking what they did with Spider Man. Just introduce him. We know their origin story. We don't know. Marvel, stop giving us fucking origin stories. We don't need the goddamn origin story. Like, if I have to. This, no, 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 no. I'm going to take a moment here. Because if I have to. If I, if I have to. If I have to watch. This is my problem with DC. If you make me fucking watch Batman's parents get killed again. If don't die until the pearls come the fuck off her. I am not watching. Don't make me watch Martha and 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 whatever and Thomas Wayne die again. Don't make me. Thank you, Marvel, for not making me have to watch Uncle Ben die a fifth time. That's why they gave you hot man. What's up? You people are having such a good time over here. What the heck, man? We're actually recording. Are we here? We're going to pause for a second. So we were talking about we were giving credit to Marvel for not uh, making us. Have to rewatch the death or like, like just yeah I, I I'm, I'm with that like just throw them in exactly like, j- just throw them in like if you want to do a movie Victor Von Doom by all don't means go dare. ahead what do you mean don't you dare MCU doing Victor crappy, what if I get a crappy Doctor Doom like we already got. like we already got mm-hmm. twice. I, twice sir <laughs> you're right they're gonna bend you over a please <laughs> please if you're gonna redo Doctor Doom and I look I'm, I'm definitely homage to my niggas I hear. All right, because he 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 gave me the whole breakdown of how amazing Doctor Doom is. All right, he is an amazing freaking villain, but you do not do that. Like, come on now, you gotta give me a good one. Either way, with the Fox properties, you can int- you can either throw them in there like you did with Spider Man, or if you want to introduce them like you did with fucking Black Widow and uh, fucking Hawkeye, introduce them in a different movie, and then you know give them a spinoff. That's great as well. Either way, there's a very you just have to exp- the only thing they have to do is explain where they were were certain uh, for certain events. That is the only thing you have to do. If, if you're gonna introduce them in uh, the Fantastic Four in another movie, introduce them into Spider Man. 
because he has the uh, the best relationship with with them ever to give Peter Parker his boy Johnny Storm and just have them swinging around. You know the amazing bag. Are we gonna bring Chris Evans back to to do Johnny Storm? I don't know. We just have, just have any young guy. It's just, it doesn't matter. Just, just make a new star, right? We made Tom Holland a star. Make a, a new star. Just have a young bull just doing dumb young bull stuff with Peter Parker. And if you want to give me the Easter egg of throwing in a Bobby in there, just throwing Iceman in there and having Spider-Man as his amazing friends, I would geek out so hard. I would geek out so hard with Spider-Man, the Human Torch, and Bobby. Just give me that. Give me Iceman. You see, that right there, that right there is the probably one of the world's most perfect ways to introduce any of the Marvel, uh, the Fox properties to the MCU is through Spider-Man because they all reside in New York. Daredevil, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, any of the Fox properties, you can all int- you can introduce all of them to the movies because they all reside in New York. Every single one of them. The X-Men is Long Island. Fucking Hell's Kitchen is Jessica Jones and fucking Daredevil. I uh, don't know where the Fantastic Four reside, technically. You got... Manhattan. Look at that. Manhattan. Down the block from fucking Spider-Man. You, New York is the, the epicenter of anything. Even in the current MCU movies, New York is the epicenter of anything. Exactly. So, introducing the, the Fox properties to the MCU is damn near... It's, it's really possible, and it's damn near seamless. New York has the best Wi-Fi. <laughs> the best Wi-Fi is in New York. It's going to be like the Spider-Man game where you can just hop on the train and just go meet up with them, and it'll be that easy. That's great, actually. That's actually a trophy. You have to, in the Spider-Man game, it's actually a trophy. You have to ride the subway, I think, like either three or five times to get a fucking trophy. And it's just the little things for that that make it fucking spectacular. Spider-Man's amazing. I would definitely. And here's the great thing about Spider-Man, the video game, is that um, they let you visit these places. Exactly. You can visit the Sanctorum. You can visit Hell's Kitchen. You can visit. You can visit the Tower. Yeah, you can do all that. All those places. All those. And take a selfie. All those places exist in this video game. Another another <laughs> another small another small tidbit about fucking Spider um the Spider Man game is if you if you um land on this on the Avengers Tower climb all the way to the top and just stand there for like a good thirty seconds you unlock another fucking trophy. All right, so those those nerds that were stuck on that one level now figured it out. Um, so. We got what's next? We got Spider Man, uh, Far From Home, which is supposed to be the wrap up. The, uh, you have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which now as Guardians, as Guardians of uh, as Guardians Volume Three, which we have uh, we have all the original. Uh, James. Oh yeah, Chris Hemsworth signed. He renewed his contract. Don't know for how many movies, but he definitely did. But uh, James Gunn is now back on board. And I believe they still have. I believe they had the uh, same uh, script. Only thing is, they got pushed back for production. Don't know when it's going to well, start, it but that pushed, is one of the got, next movies. It got pushed back for production because he's doing Suicide Squad too, and, and so he's trying to save that. He said he's going to kind of scrap pretty much what happened in Suicide Squad one to then move on. Yeah, and I think honestly, I think Marvel went and got Gun back because they're like. Oh shit! We can't lose him to DC. Actually, <laughs> like, that's what it's well, him. I was about to say him signing. Yeah, him signing to DC definitely like you know pushed them back in Marvel's favor. But the fact that 
it started with uh, Dave Batista, and then it just went around the uh, entire cast that they were all gonna either not do the, like quit basically to sign out of their contract and not do the movie unless it was James Gunn's script. Yeah, um, well, that that whole fiasco was just bullshit to begin with. Yeah, we, and we talked about that on previous episodes. Um, so we got Far From Home. We got uh, uh, Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2, Black uh, Iron Man. No, wait, not Iron Man. I'm sorry. Um, Guardi- as Guardians of the Galaxy. Eternals. Eternals. Is Eternals going to be its own movie or with Captain Marvel? It looks like Eternals is going to be a prequel. Yeah, it's its own movie. It's going to take place. So that's one thing they did mention. Well, they did. They did mention. Right, they did mention one thing. They said before they can go forward, they had to go back. So they're going to give you some of these backstories, like Black Widow, Eternals. I think is going to be one of those things. It's a back movie. It's going to be a, uh, a prequel type thing, and then it's going to kind of fast forward you. And earlier, I didn't get to touch on this, but no, we're talking about what do we want to see next. Um, one thing I would like to see, only because the Russos did an amazing job. And if, if you yeah, tell me, Russo's have directed all of the better yeah, Marvel movies. Yeah, and, and this is why, and this is, and this is no. But here's the thing: the one thing they've already said, and this is why I need, to, I would rather see it now more than later. They said they're taking a break, but they will come back. Definitely. For they would come back if we're doing a Secret War. If you're gonna do Secret Ooh. War, let them have it. Let them have it, and it's going to be amazing. If I get, if we're doing Secret Wars, there's literally two things I need. If we're doing Secret Wars, I need two things. I need Lady Thor, which is Jane Foster, and I need Miles Morales. They're not going to get Jane Foster. They're not going to get Jane Foster. They're not going to get Jane Foster. They barely get Natalie Portman to come back. Natalie Portman, I don't even think that that was a new scene. I think that was footage from the old Thor movie. Okay, so this is us putting the uh, kibosh. Kibosh? Kibosh? Sure, kibosh. Uh, we're putting an end to this. Thank you, folks, for listening. Uh, 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 thank you for fucking doing this. How about that? You bastards are all on my uh, on the podcast now. Nice, nice talking to everyone. Uh, yeah, well, these have been our thoughts. Um, if you guys want, just follow me on Instagram and <laughs> fuck- <laughs> follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Just search up Puchisaru and you should be good. Damn right, shameless plug. What are you talking about? Follow follow my YouTube podcast. Well, I do have a YouTube channel. I just don't upload that much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, wrapping up with some nerd talk. Yeah, wrapping up with some nerd talk. Uh, thank you for letting me be a part of it. It was fantastic. I'm glad we all got together to do this, uh, besides just for the cop podcast, but just for the uh, t- getting together and doing this. It was fun as hell, yeah. Um, and uh, it's a great end to three amazing phases and the start of some more amazing phases. So I'm, exa- I'm excited. Uh, Victor out. Victor out. Whoa, whoa. All right, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty good. No, no, I, I can't follow that. What does that even mean? I mean, honestly, it was a great time. Uh, thank you guys for uh, for letting me part of this, uh, of course. Uh, can't wait to uh, the next review that we do. Hopefully this will be the beginning of something that can we could, uh, you know, can we can do. I mean, let's plan for the future. Was the next one? Why not? Yeah, don't, don't, don't cut into my ending. Like, how are you? <laughs> You see this? Look. Oh, you're that guy. I'm sorry. Well, don't even don't follow me, but follow Pucci. Obviously, look. You want that? You get your two seconds on my little ending there. I appreciate it. Yeah. You wanted to say something else? <laughs> Although I love the 11 year buildup, uh, I'm really hoping that the next uh, phases or whatever the next buildup is not as long. 
I, I love them. I love the MCU. Uh, they're great, but give me like five or six. Yeah, I can't stay alive that fucking long. <laughs> Yo, I've been I've been so fucking paranoid. I was like, I hope I don't die before I get to see the end of this shit. Dude, oh, oh, <laughs> man, there's, a great, there's a really sad, great story with, with that. Right, so we're wrapping it up. Why are you <laughs> why are you so okay, real quick, real quick, real quick. Why don't we get that on your podcast? I don't have a podcast. Why don't you update? So real quick, um, at the start of this, uh, I forgot the the woman's name, but her her husband, you know, he was a great big Marvel fan, you know, just like the, just like the rest of us. Um, he started the movie just like the rest of us, um, and he died, uh, believe like before what? Captain Marvel. Yeah, he died before Captain Marvel, and he never got the chance to see. Uh, Endgame. He didn't see the unsnapping. Um, and she promised herself, and you know, she promised everyone who was following him that she will watch the movie in his honor. And in so, like, if you go on, I think, Facebook and or Instagram and look up the uh, hashtag watching for Michael, you'll see all the fans and anyone who, who used the hashtag watching it in his honor. And honestly, I did that today because it was a great man. He, a nerd, just like all of us. So. Uh, anyone who didn't see that movie, it, it's sad. This, this is exactly how I feel about Star Wars. I, I have to stay alive till at least December. Oh, no. I already cried because <laughs> Chewbacca passed away, so I'm, I'm not ready for I'm not ready for um, number nine. I'm not. I'm just gonna be crying. All right, folks. Uh, we are available wherever you stream, whether that be Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts. Uh, 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 did I miss any Stitcher? Tune in. Um, Loki's TV show is official. Nice. Okay. Loki's TV show is official, and you can stream us wherever you stream music. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Garbled Podcast out. Thank you for listening to the Garbled Podcast. Please go to garbledpodcast.com for updates and check us out on all the social medias. Like, share, and then join in on the conversation.